So after I learned about what sex trafficking is, I, of course, moved out of my apartment, changed my name, and I went down to... So after they finish fifth grade, if they finish fifth grade, they will immediately begin work. That was how they lived. And just seeing the children living in those conditions, eating garbage, living in it. You can sell drugs once the drug is gone. You can sell a human multiple times. My name is Bonnie. I am the CEO and founder of Mission Hade, Mission Jade. And we are an anti-labor trafficking prevention organization that specializes working with boys and indigenous communities. Our current operations are down in Guatemala and our fundraising efforts are to open up a school with computers for the indigenous communities that are at risk for labor exploitation. So I grew up a victim of um, child exploitation and abuse. I'm also a survivor of a kidnapping. Uh, when I was 15, 16 years old, I had stalkers outside of my apartment. Uh, one of them knew me and explained that they were trying to drug me to sell me for sex. And I didn't know what they were talking about. So I did some online research about it. And it is sex trafficking. So after I learned about what sex trafficking is, I, of course, moved out of my apartment, changed my name, and I went down to Guatemala to take some time away from the situation. And when I went down to Guatemala, I saw a bunch of children working at four years old to 14 years old, um, not having access to education. And they were expected as these young children to provide food for their families. So I learned that there is labor exploitation that children fall very victim to inside of this country. So my initial reaction was to begin something that would be able to create an establishment around the already existing problem and for the generations to come to to allow the opportunities for children to attend school instead of needing to provide uh, food for their families at such a young age. We don't need a lot of money to operate, but just the fact that we haven't been able to gather together for fundraisers has been a huge hindrance. The other thing that we're lacking is more resources in Guatemala. So we are providing food monthly food boxes to 27 families every single month. We're launching a prevention education, but we need, we need to be doing more because the indigenous communities can't just walk to a grocery store. They, they are only around themselves in agriculture farms and they only have access to local tiendas. So they're having a hard time getting clean food and water every month. The other biggest problem are schools. There is only one free school in Guatemala, and that's an elementary school. So after they finish fifth grade, if they finish fifth grade, they will immediately begin work. So we need to have better access for charter public secondary schools and to, of course, integrate technology to the, to the best abilities that we can, because that would, that would be the true opportunity for them. Also, I went to the city dump in Guatemala, which is a 40-acre dumpster. It didn't used to have walls around the dumpster, but now it does. But before it went into the walls, you would meet children, generations of people who were born inside of the dumpster, who would die inside of the dumpster. They That was how they lived. And just seeing the children living in those conditions, eating garbage, living in it, and the other people outside of the city dump didn't want to do anything because it was so 
dirty to them, which I understand and is also very dangerous. And then I learned that there are drug members who use the children who live inside of the city dump as drug mules, which is also a part of labor trafficking. And it's just a very dangerous area. I know they say there's a lot of nonprofits down there helping, but that has just begun really in the past five years and the city dump has been a long time. So um, you, you, you would think after living in the dump, they would not be exploited, but here they are being extremely exploited at such a young age from whoever can get their hands on them. So uh, if you don't know, Guatemala is actually number one in Central America for child starvation. So other than already needing to see that children need to eat, just finding out how exploited they are and their indigenous communities really made me want to stand up for them. So the average Guatemalan will make probably $3 a day. Uh, they live day to day with their money, of course. Uh, Guatemala is not a colonized land and they have amazing, amazing agriculture. So most of the avocados you probably have are from there. Broccoli, sugarcane, coffee, cocoa beans, all of these products are, are very well sourced in Guatemala. So that is, that is one reason on why it's, it should be a thriving country, but there are still tortillerias and panaderias that are depending on child labor to operate. So it's, it's just a very divided third world country. Your very tiny, tiny section of money is government and, you know, criminal government. And then the rest of the people are indigenous and having to work day to day on, on nearly nothing. $3 a day if you have children, if you're yourself, is nothing. So it's a huge wage gap. The longest civil war in Central America was actually in Guatemala. The indigenous peoples were mass sterilized, which really, really hurt their, their culture and their morals and uh, what, what they do as a family. Vulnerability, definitely vulnerability. The less money you have, the less opportunity, the less knowledgeable you are about uh, work sources or you know realistic job expectations the less you know about anything you know the the weaker you are the more easy it is to exploit you so they, they really look for vulnerability you can sell drugs once the drug is gone you can sell a human multiple times and i think that is just it's a way to make money especially if you do not have to pay them and they're doing all of your labor We're just now getting to exposing how much is happening to it. Uh, like I said, sex trafficking became a hot topic, you know, maybe five years ago, maybe even three years ago. It really was not that talked about. So more and more cases are popping up. But in reality, they're just getting better at identifying victims and survivors in situations like this. Pretty much... Not to say ignorance, because that's it's it's a harsh word to say on this crime because it is considered an underground crime. Like you can have a boyfriend who is pimping you out. You can work in a tortilleria that you're not getting paid for, that your parents don't own. Um, and then the mass production could be operated by coyotes, but the coyotes are actually exploiting the indigenous peoples or the miners. So it just has a lot of layers to peel back and you really wouldn't put two and two together until you are aware that it even exists as a whole. Like 
like the like when I shared that the, the stalkers were trying to sell me, it was such a crazy concept. I couldn't believe it was real. And now I know that Houston, where it happened, is number one for sex trafficking in all of the United States. So you just you need to get the facts out there and then <laughs> hopefully the difference can be made, you know, step by step. The last time I went down to Guatemala, there was a Honduran walk happening and it was very hard on the country because the Hondurans got stuck there uh, because of the pandemic. There was not job opportunities. So to have money, some of the Hondurans were kidnapping the Guatemalan children for ransom money. If you don't care where your product comes from, you're... Uh, ignorance is bliss, but I know a lot of people don't think that behind their avocado, a child was forced to pick it for 14 hours without getting paid. So you just need to continuously bring up these tough topics and, and give a quick reality check. And uh, at the end of the day, the person will make the decision. If they want to stand up for it, they will. If they want to do better shopping, they will. But you have to break that wall of ignorance first. Be conscious of what you can do. If you can consume ethically only, then do it. If you can volunteer your time to organizations that um, are in this movement, go ahead. If you only have money, go ahead. Or if all you can do is spend a little time sharing a few facts or reading a book, educating yourself, uh, just go ahead and do it. Whatever inch you can give, just try to give that inch. and Because nobody can do it all. You cannot fix the problem as one person. So, so don't try. Just, just know what is out there and the resources and what you can possibly do and then <laughs> try to do it. Like a train. We, we all have to stick together to make the train. So I think the way to make a better world is to be more united and to share the general belief that all people deserve you know, equal rights, all people deserve uh, education. So I think the more united we are, the easier it will be to reach that. So who is to say not whenever we're watching it happen already?